Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to a Monday, Ace Andrews, engineering the show today. Hey, I encourage you to go out to iWorkForHim.com and click on the I work for him nation flag. The most important thing you could do on our website is to click on that flag and make the commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. You and I, we work in different workplaces across Tampa Bay and around the country and around the world. Each and every day we come in contact with people that will never, ever darken the doorsteps of the church. But you and I, may be the only Jesus these co-workers, these employees may ever meet. So I challenge you to take the I Work For Him Nation Challenge. Begin the process of being a light in your workplace by being intentional with your faith, by praying for your co-workers and employees by name each and every day. IWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. And while you're out, the, out there on I Work For Him, it's easy for me to say, I challenge you, if you're really passionate about the ministry of I Work For Him, if it's touched your life, there are a lot of ministries, there are a lot of people we'd love to get on the show, and there's a Donate Now button on I Work For Him. If you are interested in supporting the ministry, that money will go towards supporting ministries getting on this show on a regular basis. Just click on the Donate Now button. Any amount is appreciated. You know, walking with Christ in a workplace really takes a paradigm shift, though, in our minds, because it's not, it's not something we hear about a lot on Sunday mornings. In fact, most people don't ever hear about it. You know, I was reading a book yesterday while I was watching the thunderstorms come up from Sarasota, and there was incredible lightning. And I was reading this book, and one of the things in this book said, you know, how many of you have gone to a church where they call up the missionaries and say, listen, Bob and Jane are heading off to Zimbabwe. We're going to lay hands on them and pray for them. And everybody raised their hands. Yep, okay, yep, I've been to one of those services. But how many of you have been to a service where the pastor calls up all of the people that are going into the workplace on Monday morning and say, all right, we're going to lay hands on you because you're going in your mission field? The goal of I work for him, my personal goal, is that before I die or before I get kicked off this microphone, that we have impacted hundreds of thousands of churches across the United States that recognize just that, that you and I, We have a mission field. Our workplace is our mission field, and that we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. Today, as in any day, I always try to bring on guests that will challenge the way we think. And most of us have been brought up with the, I don't know, with the false assumption that public school is the only way to go. And honestly, maybe when we were kids, when I was a kid, that might have been acceptable. I grew up in Minnesota where the schools were fantastic and the teachers were phenomenal people of faith who taught school. But today's a little different 50 years later. 
and you need options. And as parents, you're struggling to find options, and you don't know what options are out there, and, and you think, well, maybe I should just homeschool. But you think, oh, my goodness, I could never homeschool. That would be overwhelming. I couldn't do it. I'd have to quit my job. Well, there's another option out there. We've got Dr. Kira Wilson. She's the chief administrator of the Big Dog at Covenant Academy right here in St. Petersburg to talk about Covenant Academy today. And we we talked about this about six weeks ago, but I figured, you know, it's the first school starts next week. Parents are having these ideas right here in Florida. It does at least. I know in the Midwest, they start at normal times, like in September, but they torture the kids here in Florida, make them go back to school early because you know what's going to be stinking hot here for months anyway. So why might as well just get them into school because the air conditioning has been running all summer anyway. We're going to talk about the university model school. We also have a guest parent in there, Tony Carr. She knows better than anybody else the value of a university model school. She's a parent. She's a parent to seven. And so I know that I've worked with she and with Kira in this model. I've done some fundraising for these guys in the past. This is a school model that I want you to pay attention to. And yes, it's a little out of the box. And, and you're trying to figure out, Jim, what does this have to do with I work for him? Listen, if your kids don't get raised with a biblical worldview, they're going to go out to the workplace and think it's all about money. And it doesn't have anything to do with money. Dr. Kira Wilson, Tony Carr, parent of seven. Welcome to I work for him. Thank hey. you. All right. So let's just talk about my question. We're going to open up. And, and Tony, I'll start with you. I, I Just because you've never been on the radio show with me before. <laughs> How have you noticed the Lord getting involved in the intimate details of your life recently? Well, I would just definitely say we've uh, been going through some uh, tragedies in the last year. Lost uh, my brother about a year ago and uh, then my mom within the last month. And um, just seeing how in all of that, God has just come alongside us and um, just been really meeting the needs of our family and just drawing us tighter together and um, just seeing him just in the everyday details of just getting up and going. Kira, today you had all the teachers back. School starts in a week. Will you start next Wednesday, the 10th? Correct. Okay, so the pressure's on. We're, we're rolling towards school year number two for Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg. How have you seen, as you're pulling together new staff, new families, just it's a new year, how have you seen the Lord get involved in those intimate details of this business that you call Covenant Academy, this ministry that you call Covenant Academy? Last week I had a family come in, a woman come in that spoke Spanish and no English, and she has two children. They just moved here from Puerto Rico uh, eight months ago. And um, she had questions about the program, and we had a, a teacher that speaks Spanish, so she, she translated for us. And um, just sitting there thinking about how we might be able to serve this family, realizing that God provided us with a kindergarten teacher that's bilingual this year. Well, as I sat there, I'm thinking, well, Lord, I would love to be able to serve this family. And look how, again, he has surprised me with providing all that we have need, uh, need of. And as a sovereign God, he provided a teacher, a new teacher, uh, a kindergarten teacher this year that speaks both English and Spanish. And the little girl of this family is young and is not comfortable with the English language. The son has been in a bilingual school, so he's you know, doing better at, at his English. But, you know, just the way the Lord, it's so fun to see what the Lord does and, and kind of sets you up uh, and shows you how he can provide all of our needs and that he is a sovereign God. And we're able to, mm -hmm. we're able to take this family in now and, 
and serve them and, and help them along in their educational path. All right, so it's crunch time. School starts next Wednesday. Teachers started today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you got volunteers in there helping you get things all set up, too. I mean, this is a big week as you're getting your te- you said, But you started, I love this story. Kira was telling me this story off the air before we got on the air today about what she, how she introduced her student, or her teachers today to Covenant Academy. And you gave them the rules for teachers from 100 years ago. Correct, in 1915. So what? So 101 years ago. So what were some of those rules that teachers had from 101 years ago? They could not um, be in an automobile or a carriage with a man. They had to be in by 8 p.m. and they could not leave until 6 a.m. without the um, approval of the school board. They had to scrub the floor of the school with soapy hot water once a day. They had to prepare the fire at 7 a.m. so that the school house was warm by 8, um, I'm sorry, a.m. And, and uh, So this is obviously rules for northern teachers. <laughs> I suppose that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I, I let our teachers know that uh, after, after reading that list, there was a number of other things that, uh, you know, that this year would be a piece of cake for them. Yeah, no scrubbing floors probably anymore. No, not, although, not the responsibility although of the teacher. for the rookie teachers, that's a good idea. <laughs> just, you know, just to remind them that, you know, they went through college and, yes, they're scrubbing floors. I mean, it's good. To, I mean, that was the whole example that Jesus set for us. We can't be ashamed to scrub the floors that's or right. clean people's feet. So, Tony, this is, is this the first year your kids are going to be at Covenant Academy or the second year? Uh, this will be the second year at Covenant Academy, right. but not our first year, second year with uh, university model schools. Right. So you're familiar with the university model school. You as a parent of seven, so you got, you got kids ranging from 10 to 34, you and grandkids that are actually going to be going to Covenant Academy. Yes, we're excited. So talk to me about the decision process because you, you were involved, you were a homeschooler, then you went to university model, then you went to homeschool and then you're back to university model. Isn't that the way it was? Something like that? Actually, when we first started education with our kids, we were using private education. Okay. And then uh, when they were hitting about third, fourth grade, decided that we really wanted to be more involved and moved into the homeschool. Um, uh, genre of education and it actually was probably about 17 years into it we had one of our uh, children that just struggled very badly with anxiety and some panic issues and um, we realized that she just was not going to be able to stay in just a strict homeschool program uh, to keep her moving forward, and that's really what led us to a university model school. It allowed us to get her out of the home into a classroom environment, but still gave us that two-day home structure. Kira, let's just talk about what a university model school is, because people are out there going, wait a minute, I'm sending my kids to USF? No, 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 not that kind of university model school, but yet it's it, it's very intentional. Talk about what that university model really looks like. Okay, a university model school is inherently Christian. It's a Christian education, and the idea is it's founded on a model of vacation that uh, that blends traditional, a five-day program with direct instruction by a, a qualified teacher with a homeschool uh, two days a week. So like a college or like a university, students would come for classes three days a week and they're home completing the work that the teacher has directed and given to the t- uh, to the parent to complete at home. So it prepares them really well for college. It helps them to become independent learners, to learn how to learn on their own, uh, and to you know, kind of develop those good study habits for college. So 
the kids are in school. Normal. Talk about what the schedule looks like then at, at Covenant Academy. As, as, as parents are listening, they're going, wait a minute, maybe this is an option for me because I really want my kids to get a Christian education. And no, an education can't become a Christ follower. What you're saying is you really want, you're, you're educating kids to understand how to connect their faith in Christ to everything that they learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's still, so, okay. Yes. So one of the pillars of a university model school is character development. And so it's really important that children understand and know how to put into practice their faith. So we're teaching a biblical worldview and wanting children to be able to connect the dots between what they say they believe and what they listen to, what they read, what they do in terms of their activities. And we come alongside the parent who is also desiring those things for their children and really help them develop those character qualities. So it's not just something that we talk about. We really do address the heart of the child and want them to be able to grow in their faith and apply that biblical worldview to everything that they do. How, Tony, talk to me about the schedule as a parent, because you're involved, I mean, you are involved in this educational process. What's the schedule look like for you? Well, on the days that we're home, we probably run, I would say about a five, you know, six hour school day. Um, I love that we do have the flexibility if we kind of want to expand a little bit on whatever the topic is that they're working on. We have the liberty to do that on our own, kind of get out and explore a little bit. Um, but what I also love to having having the kids home on those two days is they're also seeing life happen because in our home, there's a lot of life happening. And so them just being able to see, you know, how um, Christ really is in every component of our life. There's not little, you know, school compartment, this compartment, it's, it is all integrated together. And I, and I do just kind of to piggyback on Kira, what I love so much about the staff is it really is modeled. I love that they come alongside us, but they really model that Christian character to the children. It's not just something they're speaking about, they're living it out before them. So let's go to, I'm asking a scheduling question. Let's actually talk about it. Kira, what you, your kids are in school, what days of the week? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. School starts at what time? At 8.30 and goes to 2.50. 8.30 to, so 8.30 to 3 o'clock, basically. 8.30 to 2.50. And how early can kids get there to school? 8.15. 8.15, and how late can parents pick them up? 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Okay, so it's 8.15 to 3 o'clock-ish. That, that gives people an idea. Because if they're thinking about commuting from anywhere in Tampa Bay, they're thinking, okay, what, what's this take? So it's three days a week, normal, pretty much normal school hours, uh, no busing to and from. Can, are there school, can kids jump on public school buses to get to? No. They can't do but that. But one of the reasons that we start a little later is for that same, for that reason. We have someone that's coming from Oldsmar. That's quite a distance. And uh, we had a family once coming from Wikiwachi, which they, they have moved down here, which is wonderful. So yeah, that would be a trick. Uh, but starting at 830 is a little later than most schools, but it gives parents, you know, an opportunity to get up and not feel rushed in the morning. All right. So it is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They're going to school. They're coming in at 815. They're leaving at three o'clock. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tony, it's all about you. Do you let your kids sleep in or do you get them up at 630 like you do on a regular school day? Well, I was just going to say, no, sometimes we do. In all honesty, they probably sleep in a little bit. We're not up quite as early. And I do want to say some people will think, um, you know, everybody's home flows differently. 
somebody's home is not going to flow exactly like mine. Well, no, most and, people don't have seven children <laughs> and three grandkids. And I have, you know, some that it's best to just first thing. I know for us, first thing in the morning, they're fresher. They, they just seem to work better. There's some families that I know that maybe have to work a little bit part-time in the morning. And maybe some of the school structure, some of it is happening in the afternoon or even early evening when dad's home because he's wanting to be involved. So it really gives every family the flexibility to do what works for their family structure. There isn't just a one size fits all for sure on that Tuesday, Thursday. So there really is a lot of room for flexibility. Well, and, and that's one of the keys I want to make sure we brought up before we get into a lot of details is the fact that flexibility is there, but the mm -hmm. university model allows a mom or a dad to have a, still a part-time job and still be involved in the schooling process. I mean, Absolutely. that's a big key Absolutely. because parents that are homeschooling are like, well, I really want to be involved, but I don't think I could give up my full-time job, but maybe I can give up part of my full-time job. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And a university model school also has a, the tuition is affordable. It's about a third of the tuition of other private schools. So a part-time job hopefully would make it doable. We want to be able to serve, you know, the average Christian family, not just those that are able to spend fifteen to $20,000 a year on an education. So the flexibility is key. They also, it's also important to know that on that Tuesday and Thursday, the hours that they're going to spend is a regular school day. So young children in kindergarten might spend three hours a day. The older ones could spend five or six, mm -hmm. as Tony said. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing about that is that there is no, we don't assign homework in the afternoons or on the weekends so that families can be families, grow in their relationships, and engage one another and strengthen the home. Which so is on our school desire. days, there's no homework after school. Correct. Wow, man, I would have liked to have gone to school like that. All right, let's we're talking with Dr. Kira Wilson from Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg. You can find out more online at covenantacademyfl.org. We also got Tony Carr in studio. She's a parent, been very familiar with the university model, and she'll be talking about, hey, from a mom's perspective, why you should consider this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that Martha and I definitely would have considered had this model been available when we were raising our kids. As a parent, this is a subject that we agonize over. We want our kids, especially as a parent, a, a Christ-following parent, I want my kids to love Jesus when they graduate from high school. I want my kids to know how to defend their faith when they graduate from high school. I want my kids to be firm in their faith so that I can send them to a public university when they go to college. And, and what are the options that you get in order to be able to do that? Do I want my kids to be programmed by public school for 18 or for 12 years? No, I don't. I don't want my kids to hear that nonsense. You know, I don't want my kids to be told that the world took billions and billions of years and that, you know, it, it all happened by chance and we're all, we all evolved from primordial goo. No, <laughs> no. We, but as Christ followers, we had to make some choices here and sometimes they're tough choices and it may be lifestyle choices for you that you really got to adjust because, you know, this can impact your bottom line. But who's more important, your kids or your car? your kids or your home, your address, whatever it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we get these gift of children and we get them 18 years, but we only get to influence them 14 or 15 years. And then the influencing wanes as they head off to 18. What are you doing with those years? And how can you invest their schooling the best that you can to get the best impact? Now, I understand, listening audience, that Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg is not for everybody because not everybody lives and can get with there within 30 or 45 minutes. There are other schools in 
the greater Florida area and around the country that are similar to this, but you got to really be researching it. Kira, parents got options. You know, they can homeschool. They can go to private school. They can go to public school. And then there's this university model. And, you know, you and I have teamed up on a couple of university model schools. This model seems to bring the best of both worlds. They're getting a biblical worldview. They're getting solid education in small classrooms, great community interaction, almost like, I mean, with their because their classes are small, they're getting really great community interaction with other students in their classrooms, and mom and dad are really involved in the educational process. That seems to me like a pretty good world that you've created. Well, it's interesting because research shows that children do better in smaller schools, smaller classrooms, and parental involvement is the key to academic success. And in public schools, the classrooms keep getting bigger, the schools keep getting bigger, and they don't want the parents involved. And the interesting thing is, is that we have those studies, and we have studies decades, decades uh, that have shown that this, to, these things to be true, and yet we're not moving in that direction. Covenant Academy hits all of those things. It's just so important. Tony, you were in the university model schools. Then you transitioned to a private school. We did. And then you transitioned back to university we model school. Did. How rough was that? Why, why, what, uh, what, what, what facilitated all of that? Well, just what precipitated it. That was a better. Well, word. just through some circumstances, we needed to make a decision to move one of our high schoolers back into uh, a full time private school for, you know, well, we weren't sure for how long. But anyways, it was just very interesting how much it changed our family in the course of that year. Um, being gone five days a week, she would come home with, you know, three to four hours worth of homework every night. And this disconnect began to happen in our family because, you know, she was always in her room in the evenings having to work on homework instead of us being together. Um, It just it created a disconnect among the sisters that were home because of her always being gone and the others being home. And it was just it was it was very interesting to watch, but it was very hard. And I'm mindful having um, other, you know, four adult children this window goes very quickly. And I remember as a young mom, people saying, hey, those years go fast. But I really wouldn't encourage parents out there that these years really do go fast. And it's so important to invest that time as much as you can with your children. And it's really our responsibility to be raising them in the wisdom of the Lord and how cool that we can in that education process have something like Covenant Academy, a university model school, partner with us to accomplish that for our children so that when they're graduating, they're really ready to go out in the world and impact it wherever they are. Kira, you have your official spokesperson. Here we go. Because <laughs> you really couldn't say it any better. I mean, it's the time does go fast. I mean, Holy smokes, does it go fast? And, and I keep, I tell parents, and I, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I see myself, I'm turning into an old person because I walk by little, I, talk, I walk by young kids, they have a little baby, and I, I can't keep my mouth shut, and I make a comment like, "Don't blink, you'll be walking her down the aisle in 20 years," yeah. and, and it freaks people out. And you're like, Jim, why are you talking to strangers? Like, I don't know, I'm turning old, I guess. I'm talking to strangers, <laughs> but you just can't help but tell these young people, and you just want to shake them and go. You only have so many years. Don't waste them working all the time live conservatively so you can spend time with your kids. And, and honestly, there are parents listening to not, right now and teachers from public schools listening right now. They're like, wait a minute, don't, don't criticize public schools. And they're like, listen, there are some phenomenal public school teachers out there. There are some, I've met them. They're phenomenal. 
but they're fighting an organization that eventually will snuff them out. The NEA is so anti-Christ, it is staggering. And they force teachers to join unions. Now, I know in Florida, that is not as much the case, but I know in many other states across the union, that is the case. And, and so these public school teachers that are Christ followers are really under attack because they, they want to be able to live their faith out with, with these kids. And, and it, is, it is possible, if you can't afford any other options, to raise your kids up and utilize the public school system, but you have to also make some other sacrifices. You've got to make sure you're there, you're dropping them off and you're picking them up and you're, de, you're, you're, you're cleaning up all the clutter they've been fed all day long at night so they can get your worldview. You've got to be involved. If you're going to work a full-time job and send your kids to public schools, you are just saying, fine, I'll let the world raise up my kids because your kids will be desensitized to Christ. They will, they will have a hard time even considering the truth of Christ after 12 years of public school. And, and, and that's not to say that there won't be some phenomenal teachers along the way, but there's also a lot of people that are just part of the system. And that's Jim Brangenberg's opinion, and I'll step back off the soapbox. We're talking with Dr. Kira Wilson from Covenant Academy right there in St. Petersburg, and you can find out more about them online at covenantacademyfl.org. This whole conversation about the university model is all about the simplification, focusing on the things that are the most important. And when you decide to have children... It is the most selfless moment you will ever have. And the selfless moment lasts 18 to the rest of your life years. Because our kids become the most important thing. Because there's nothing more important than our kids. Tony, you had seven of them. You and Joe. Yeah. Or Joe is your husband's name, right? Yeah, yeah I got his. I remember <laughs> it. Been a long time since we've been to softball games. Tony and I and Martha and Joe, her husband, we shared softball years together as they had kids go through the softball program that we did. It's you can't imagine focusing on anything else. I mean, you've mm. really dedicated your life to being mom, mm. but you did it on full steroids with seven kids. <laughs> well, it definitely has made for some crazy household times. And, you know, I tell people, you know, we're large and we're loud, but we have a great time and uh, just great uh, times together. And we just draw people in as much as we can. And I, I'm thankful of the having this homeschool journey and university model school, having these kids uh, with me more more that we can really be impacting their lives. And it's just made for some very, very savored moments. So let's talk to these parents out there that are going, Jim, I never even thought about this. And I am stressed. School starts in 10 days. I put off the decision again. Actually, it's nine days. Actually, it's eight days till they actually go to school. Talk to those parents, Kira, about why they should make the decision to go to Covenant Academy. Because I think it, you know, honestly, what will the impact be? What can they expect? Well, when we look at the family and what we want with, for our children, if we want to build into them a, a biblical worldview, it takes time to do that. And you have to be able to have time to talk with them and engage them. And this model allows you to do that. It means that you're not dropping them off at school, leaving them there, picking them up, doing homework all night, having dinner, giving them a bath, and putting them to bed. You have time to interact not only in the materials that they're learning, but to really, as Tony mentioned, on those days off, she says life happens. And in those, you have so many teachable moments to help them to build a framework of understanding the world that God has created and to, to understand their part in, in that and to understand the principles that can be applied to that that life at home. You know, if you've got siblings that are fighting, no, you don't let it go. You address those things and you help them to learn how to ask each other for forgiveness, acknowledge what they've, they've done wrong. And those are the kinds of things that they will carry with them the rest of their life into their marriage with their, with their spouse, into their marriage with their children, into the workplace, um, learning how to, you know, to respond biblically to one another 
and to authority as their parents. It's just a different dynamics than having your children gone five days a week. Talk to me about, Tony, the impact on your family. You know, you you made this choice to go to the university model. You tested out the private school model. You went back to the university model. And you look at your kids and the depth of their faith, those kids that have had the opportunity to be involved in the university model. How, how do you see that impact? Well, I definitely see where they've developed an even greater uh love for the word and just seeing how, you know, Christ is integrated into all of life. And especially with the academics, it's not all been compartmentalized and um, just how they're interacting in their studies. Are they doing it as unto the Lord, giving their best, um, uh, managing their time, like all, all those aspects of it, how they're interacting with one another on the campus and at home. And I love that there's this cross-generational interaction that happens with them as well and, and learning how to love and respect others and the differences of others. And so I see how it really does help them stretch and grow, for sure. We're talking about Dr. Kira Wilson and Tony Carr from, a Co- from Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg. You can find out more about it online, covenantacademyfl.org. I've been saying the FL. I have a Kira's like, make sure you say the FL because <laughs> Covenant Academy pulls up some other school in some other state. It's some way part. You don't want to drive there. It's too far. <laughs> CovenantAcademyFL.org. If you're looking for a different solution, you're not ready to give up your kids five days a week to a private school. You don't really feel like that's in the budget. You really want to be involved with them on a day-to-day basis in their education, yet you really need to work a part-time job. This is the perfect option for you. If homeschooling is way too overwhelming and you're not ready to do five days a week, this, and really, you you really want to be involved in your kids' education, Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg is the choice for you. CovenantAcademyFL.org. Kira, as you look at the equipping of the kids to be able to take their biblical worldview into their jobs someday, because you guys are influencing kids today that will eventually be, some of them will be electricians and plumbers, and some of them will be, you know, IT specialists. Maybe you're raising the next president of the United States. Let's hope you are. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let, wow, I got to step back. I just think it's all giddy when I think about a Christian president. Mm. All right, so talk to me about how you're incorporating that that. Uh, biblical worldview into science and into math and into social studies, those those kinds of things. How do you guys do that? Well, I was talking this morning with our staff about that and that really our, our philosophy of education is such that we are talking about godly principles and how whatever it is that we're learning lines up with scripture all day long. So when they're reading a literature book, those questions are intended to uh, make them think about how God sees a particular character or what a character learned or what they can learn from that character, you know, um, in in a story. Or if it's science, our science happens to be a creation-based program. So there is some things that are, yeah, there are some things that are embedded in there. But even that, in math, our teacher understands that orderliness, which is what math is all about, and is an important attribute of God and can talk about that with their, with their students. So understanding that, again, that biblical worldview is going to be carried out. It's not, you know, we're not a Christian school that has Bible as a separate subject and then isn't talked about in every other aspect. And so taking that with them and understanding, again, that what they believe and how they apply what they believe 
is important. So really the the biblical worldview understand that 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 God created the universe, that he sent his son Jesus to die for us and rose from the dead and defeated death, and that we've got the Holy Spirit to, to help us live that walk in, in Christ. That's incorporated. That whole The whole message of the gospel is incorporated into everything that you teach. Well, our parent, our teachers are modeling Christian, uh, you know, they're modeling a Christian life. So it's really their responsibility not just to model it. I talked to them today about the difference between a, a Christian in a public school and a Christian in a Christian school. And as much as a Christian in a public school wants to be able to be a light, they can only highlight them, they can really only bring glory to themselves. They can be wonderful and loving and caring, but without being able to say that it's Christ in them that propels them or compels them to to do this, the children are left with, I loved Mrs. Smith. She was a wonderful teacher and she was really nice to me, but it's not Jesus that we're glorifying. It's not God that we're glorifying unless we're able to name who it is that we are working for and who we're living for. And so there's a big difference between being in a public school and a Christian school. And I realize, as you do, that there are wonderful teachers in the public school and there is a need for good teachers in the public school. I am just so grateful that we have an opportunity to talk about Jesus and to um, freely talk know, about and, Jesus and to just to glorify him in what we do. You gave me a book the last time I was on halftime and I told the teachers about it today. I read it while I was on vacation. And the premise really of that book is it's about people getting to a halfway point in their life and realizing that their job and the work that they've been doing all of their life wanting to make a change into ministry and wanting to make a change into something that's more purposeful. And the wonderful thing about being in Christian education, I told our teachers, we get to do this from the get-go. It's not just, it's not something we have to wait till halftime. As Christian teachers and people working in the ministry, we get to do it all the time. That's it, it, And that's, that's the really cool part about Covenant Academy, FL.org. Covenant Academy in St. Petersburg, if you're looking for a solution as a parent on a place to raise your kids, you know, we, we all have to trust. We can either do the teaching, but I don't know about you. You know, when it came to math, I got through algebra just fine, but I can never teach my kids calculus. But what about, you know, what about science? You know, I, biology really messed with my head. I like the chemistry side because I like explosions. But what, you know, would you be a great teacher? Or maybe you'd like to partner with a school like Covenant Academy, where three days a week they're educating your children, and two days a week you're part of the educational process, and it's all it's a family and school effort together and really makes a difference and it can make an impact in your kids. We need to be very careful. Our kids can get programmed by society and by culture today. You know, the best thing you can ever do for your family is blow up your televisions, but that kids can still watch TV other places. Be really careful about what you guys watch, but really be choosy on your education because I will tell you that the National Education Association is very specific on the doctrines that they want to teach your children. It's promoted nationwide. I read stuff about it all the time. It's not the kind of stuff that you, as a Christ follower, are wanting to hear. Again, as Kira says, there's some phenomenal educators and administrators who love Jesus, but they only get to talk about their faith if somebody says, hey, Mrs. Johnson, what's different about you? And they, if they get asked that question, they can tell. But they can't bring it up. 
Uh, but they can with their own co-workers. They can because they're government employees. They've got protection of the Constitution. But with the students, they've got restrictions. In, at Covenant Academy, the teachers get to live Jesus each and every day, no matter what the schooling that they're getting taught. You can find out more about Covenant Academy online at Covenant, Acad- Covenant Academy FL, Florida, dot org. Tony, as you look at the impact on your kids and the lifelong impact on your kids, what's your oldest kid that got to experience the university model? Um, she's 20. Okay. So look at the impact on her life. How is she, is she in, in college today? She is doing college. And how's she doing? Is she private school or public school? University. She is in public. Okay. And how is she doing living her faith out in an intense environment like a public university? Well, I will say she is doing the online classes, so she's not really having but to still, be on campus. Still but still, still challenging me doing the online classes. She is, and she's just very solid in her faith, and I just love as I'm watching her. You know, when your kids start to make that transition when they're in their, you know, teens or they're moving away from your faith into their own and into young adulthood, it's really cool to see uh, how they uh, become so established in that and grow in that. And um, so she's just standing solid and strong and doing well and uh, actually doing some volunteer time and such at Covenant. The girls are wanting to come back and be a part and... That's really uh, cool. Definitely help out. We're talking about this today because as a parent, Martha and I had to make a lot of choices about education, too. And it's a, it's one of those things, you got to walk through this. This is a tough decision, and we want to make sure that parents know the options that are out there. And that's why I wanted you to hear about this great school. Tony, you wanted to talk to the homeschool parent that was overwhelmed. Well, I just really wanted to encourage them and as well as anybody who would be considering this model who might feel daunted at the thought of homeschooling. And I think that we can just feel really intimidated and I'm not equipped and I'm not a qualified teacher. And um, I just say that there's nobody better qualified to work with your children than you. And that's why God entrusted them to you. And I think that um, to just have a university model program to partner with you, um, just the support, the structure, um, the accountability. I love that the lesson plans are mapped out. So on that Tuesday, Thursday, I know exactly what I need to be covering with my children. And um, I think that it just it really is the best of both worlds. Mm. Kira, you have lots of great stories, and we were running out of time, and I'm sorry. I knew it would go fast. Talk to me about some of these success stories, these stories that you want to make sure people hear today. Okay, one that I can think of is a little girl that came to us last year and from a five-day uh, Christian program. And when I remember at the beginning of the year, she was very kind of, you know, downcast a little bit. And when I would ask her questions, she would just shrug her shoulders and didn't really want to answer questions and felt like she couldn't answer questions, that she didn't know things. And having talked with a parent, you know, she just felt like she was dumb. That that was what she was left with. And by the end of the year, you know, she was smiling. Her countenance had changed. Her posture had changed. And she no longer shrugged her shoulders when you ask her a question. It could have been a math question, a history question, a anything. So that was just, I mean, those are little things that are so important. I think of a a young man who came to us um, some time ago and his parents, unfortunately, had sort of left him in the Midwest uh, with another 
family with other family members and he had such a hard time of it he had a, a year that really su- he suffered and he came to us with d's and no other christian school in the area would take him because he had d's and i sat with him in my office and i i said you know i talked to him about that and i said do you understand that you know changes need to be made and he told me a story and i said we want to give you a chance and we're going to help you and we're going to support you and we're going to encourage you and and you know, are you willing to work hard? And he said, yes, I am. And so we we enrolled him, and that young man, with a very rigorous program, got A's and B's that year. And, you know, he really worked hard. I think of another young man who unfortunately came from, had some family background where there was a lot of negative verbal abuse, and he was a bully himself. Oftentimes, that's what you see, is that children who bully others have had that experience in their own life. And we were, we worked with him and and we asked him you know do you do you see that what you're doing is you know it needs to change do you see the heart issues and we and we encouraged him and the staff loved on him and gave him a chance to grow and his willingness to grow we saw a tremendous change and he's a young man who i know will be different and his life will be different because of how we touched his heart dr kira wilson tony carr thanks for being on i work for him today Thank you for having us. You You know, as we come to the end of another show, just some thoughts. I know we've said some controversial things, mostly me. I've said some controversial things today. Here's the deal. Trying to wake up parents. A lot of parents take, uh, don't, sometimes they just take this decision on schooling a little too lightly. And I just want to challenge you. We've got a responsibility to raise these kids to love Jesus when they leave the household, that they'll be solid in their faith. And this is one of the ways to do it. We want to make sure that when they get to their workplace, they recognize it as their mission field. And that's what I Work For Him is all about. Purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers for the workplace. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.